Episode three. <laughs> and I have to say, I am also still kind of hungover from the weekend. We went oh, hard this weekend. We I was did. proud of Y'all, all of us. We, Friday we've been seeing Fringe. Like... We've been seeing a lot of plays Friday through Sunday. We mm-hmm. we were drinking. I saw. Drinking. I think I saw my sixteenth play last night. Wow. Fuck. I saw Cock. Oh. Oh. How was that? Um, <laughs> it's a Mike Bartlett play. It's from like 2009. Right. It's an older okay, play. Right, right, right. And it's British. And the director had a great vision. And it was at the LGBT center. And it's, I like that space. I think it's cool. Great space. The big one or the small one? I've only the been small to the small one. one. And I they did it in the, the round. Love it. And it was very cool. Or I assume it's the small one. I've never seen a bigger one than that. I've only seen that space. So I assume it's the small one. Yeah, it's one. like a. 50 seater or something yeah it's like a little triangle yeah 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 um and i was like the tech in here kind of rocks uh Mm -hmm. which is great the the, a few of the performances were really phenomenal the i don't like the play i think i just don't like the script and Mm. as a person there like judging playwrights and things like obviously this was an old script so it's it's it can't win our award but i just Without describing too much, it was about a, a man who identifies as gay and he's fighting with his partner of seven years because he slept with a woman twice. Mm. So the man who identifies as gay, his name is John, um, but has slept with a woman two times, also is very much in love with this woman. And it becomes this like thing about he can't choose and he, they all end up at a dinner together with his partner's dad and it's the awkwardness or whatever. But it by the end of it ends up being kind of like bigoted towards bisexuals and also like doesn't explore anything. It's 2009. So it just doesn't explore Mm. anything about like gender or excuse me, sexual fluidity or, or it's just like, isn't it weird that this gay guy likes a girl weird. And I'm like, what? And it's very anti polyamory and it's very, Mm. it's weird. It's a weird, well, the, weird piece of theater. Well, the first half of that sounded awful lot like Bridges of Madison County. <laughs> very similar, very similar shit oh, we're talking Madison about here. Um, yeah, but we, but we, we, that's a good segue, but I don't want to segue yet because no, I know, I know. The, the Tonys <laughs> happened. Uh, it, there was a lot of things that we've covered that yeah. were nominated. Uh, how, how to how I learned to drive was nominated. Lynn yeah. Nottage was nominated for mm-hmm. two different awards for yeah. two different shows, mm-hmm. and. Six, which we've brought up a few times, was nominated. Mm-hmm. What else? There was other stuff. American Layman, Buffalo, I feel like. Layman Trilogy. Oh, I got to it, see man. that production of Layman Trilogy. Layman, Carolina Chain. Music, Carolina Music Man, Take Me Out. Take Me Out, Music Man. We haven't covered those, but we covered Carolina Chain. I Change. talk about Take Me Out all the time. Yeah, we did. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And I feel like there's one more. I feel like there's something else we covered that, that has come hmm. up. Hmm. Oh, I want to cover Lackawanna Blues. That's sure. a solid play. And then, obviously, uh, Mackers was yeah. nominated for yeah. a few things. Uh, so, MJ, 
Michael Michael Jackson wins some stuff. Yeah. Um, do you guys have anything to say about it? I, I didn't. Can, I, can I didn't watch for, the Tonys. I heard that it won, but what exactly did it win? It won Best Actor in a Musical. Correct. Okay. I think it's the one playing him. I assume. Okay. There's okay. three Miles actors Frost. that play him, and there's the one that plays I him see. as an adult, and he's an adolescent and a child. So. Okay. 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 As I as I have read, you know, I it's you. Know, we talked about it briefly. Um, I think even before the Lynn Nottage series, on just you know. <clears throat> It's. It was produced in part with in partnership with the estate of Michael Jackson. So, any mm. real exploration of of his life isn't going to be. It's going to be one sided and and not deal with any of the issues. I would have preferred if somebody would have done a really cool Michael Jackson jukebox show. Like I think you could have formed some sort of narrative. I'm not a big fan necessarily of that genre that milieu. But I would have preferred it like because pop. then I wouldn't like have thought the about best, it. The best American music ever, pop. You don't like dirty pop? pop. Dirty <laughs> pop, baby to baby to can't stop. I know you like this dirty pop. This pop. must be pop. Now. <sighs> yeah, we're all hungover, folks. Yeah, we're all hungover. We've I'm had just, a long time. But I'm it's... tired. Yeah, I'm, I'm just tired. We've, tired. We've all got some sleep debt. A lot of the shows we've been seeing have been at 11 p.m. It, it's, it's been hardcore. Hardcore. But we also drank a lot. Uh, <laughs> we drank a lot, y'all. I drank a lot. Oh, Diana the Musical. Got oh, a Diana. Oh, that's right. That's right. We talked about that. Uh, best featured role. Wait, actually, I don't remember. What was it? Diana the Musical got a nomination for best costume design. Oh, okay. Uh, well, she has a million dress changes, and they all look like the ones that were in the tabloids. You're not yeah. wrong. <laughs> uh, and I, I like the the a strange loop um, soundtrack, but I have I don't know I much about it. I to that. Yeah. I've had yeah. a bunch of people. Trav, Travis, friend of the ca- friend of the cast. Yeah, friend of the, friend of the cast. Friend of the cast. Friend and of then a, another gal I dance with. Uh, she recommended it too, and I just haven't gotten to it yet. It's wacky. It's wacky times, but I, wacky it looks tabacky. really good. Yeah. All right, y'all. Well, today we're talking about fucking. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to theater, theater. No, we're gonna we're gonna bring it back. We've we energy's been weird on both of the last two Marsha Norman episodes, and I want to make sure that we close it out correctly because she. No. You know, although I don't love these three that we've covered. Oh, I just gave away my hand. No. Mm. Although I don't love these three pieces that we've covered, I, I think she does deserve to be discussed. And I think that's the point of this podcast, good or bad. I love discussing them with you. Does she rank with the other playwrights? That is the question we're going to answer by the end of the, this episode. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. welcome to Theater Theater, the theater podcast for theater nerds made by three theater makers from the L.A. theater scene. I'm Jay Bailey Bertram. I'm CJ Merriman. And I am Scott Leggett. And each week we get together to discuss, debate, and disseminate the works of the great playwrights mm-hmm. by taking a macro look at three of their plays. Macro means big. Baney. Girthy. <laughs> Engorged. Oh, one too many. It's okay. One too many. It's fine. It's fine. Scott, you're right. a comedian. Come on. Well, I was trying to make up for yours. Uh, wow. Uh, ah, boom. Ah. And this is part three. <laughs> part three of Marsha Norman. That's right. It's cast pod third. <laughs> Listen, best title we've ever had. Maybe not, though. <laughs> I think, my, like, bottom three, though. Uh, it might win worst. 
I will. That's something we should discuss. What is the worst title that we've done? This is it. I have to. <laughs> in my opinion, I have, I have to, to go through. I have to go through them all well, to get some. You don't know them by heart like me. It's fine. <laughs> Cast but on a pot tin roof. Them. That's the best one. Cast that was on a, a pot pretty tin. good one. That That's my a favorite. One. Or I don't know. the Potter who is Silvercast. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really good one. <laughs> I still like Cast Potter. Uh, yeah. Well, th- this week we're doing my pick. This week is Bridges of Madison County, the musical. Uh, yeah. And um, uh, once again, we are joined by a guest. Uh, it's JRB himself. Jason, how are you? Um, yeah, hi, hi, yes, I'm Jason Robert Brown. Hey, you guys, Jason, how you are guys, you? Good to see you. You guys like really like him, right? He was big when I was in college. So like some of the, like for me, it was all about last five years when I was in college. Okay. And I just love that music. I, I don't even know that I know a ton of his shit, but I know last five years in songs for a new world and they were big. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I like both of those things. I think songs for a new world. Now, some of the songs are a little. They're fun songs to sing. I'll say absolutely. That. absolutely. If you can belt or poop your pants trying to belt, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, they're fun mm-hmm. songs to sing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, I I think he's interesting. I think he overdoes. I think he does too much. I think he does too many projects, and I think mm. that's kind of clear even by like a lot of like he's done like four things with Marsha Norman. It's like okay, oh, I <laughs> we don't that. need that many collaborations that. between you two. Okay. Yeah, I mean they did the Red Shoes, they did the Trumpet and the Swan, they did this. Oh, and right. they, oh the yeah, Red right, Shoe right, Diary yeah, musical. Yeah, yeah. Did y'all um, ever go and, and watch that? <laughs> it didn't. I've watched write... most no, of Red Shoe Diaries. <laughs> yeah, but welcome it, to Uncle Corner. You everybody. might know Parade. That was the first one that really blew him up. I like Parade. I think Parade has its place. It's very interesting. Uh, another one where it's sort of like, should he have been the one to write it? But it's it is good. Uh, the last five years comes after that. He did a Broadway run of Urban Cowboy, nominated for best original score. Thirteen is a really big one. That uh, the horror is how movie? Ariana Grande. What thirteen? Is it thirteen? The musical like isn't thir- no thirteen ghosts? That's what I was thinking. Of. Jesus Christ! What a leap. <laughs> I thought I was like maybe the number twenty three is what you're thinking. Next of? week they're or... going to announce the original Broadway cast of Thirteen Ghosts, the musical. Fuck, <laughs> Thirteen. I you could have even even if you had gotten it wrong with the 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 movie Thirteen <laughs> starring Evan Rachel Wood, I would have been like, I get it. What's the one? You were with... way off base, my friend. What's the one with what's her name? That's like the female version of Big. Uh, Jennifer Gardner. Which one's 13 that one? going on 30? Where are we? What? Is... We're talking about theater, sir. Okay. We're talking about Okay. <laughs> we're discussing, sorry, debating, and disseminating. Yeah. No, we <laughs> no, we're too far. Just this. Loop it. <laughs> it's it's I am so out of shape from what? The long theater days. Oh, okay. And it's just make, like, I'm realizing today, I'm like, I've been up since 4 a.m. because I can't sleep lately. So, yeah. like. <laughs> I will say, if we if we looped what we've done so far over and over again, that would be a strange loop, which won Best Musical at the Tony. Oh, so, nice we way. could win Best Musical at the Tony. Good. Sorry. Let's talk about this play. <laughs> okay. Th- what about 13 going on fucking 30, Scott? 
Well, you said 13, and then that's what tripped my mind. And then I'll, oh, Jesus. And then I heard a bunch of words coming out. And then I'm like, hey, Jennifer Gardner, she's pretty cool. I like Daily. 13 Ghosts, the I, musical. I, love Jennifer I want Gardner. to see it. No, we With don't. Jennifer Gardner. With there, Jennifer Gardner. there is, though, okay, there is a movie called 13 that's actually, like, kind of good. It's directed by the same woman who directed uh, Twilight, actually. But she yeah. directed this and... and, and uh, and Lords of Dogtown, another movie I really like. Anyway, but the third that movie has nothing to do with this musical. There is a musical called 13. It's Ariana Grande was in it on Broadway when she was 13 years old. And it's actual 13-year-olds doing Jason Robert Brown music. And it's like awesome. Sure. And it's very good. And I saw it in North Hollywood years ago, done by Panic Productions, where I directed uh Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, and it and and where I also played Danny and Danny in the Deep Blue Sea and um oh the God. rest of my resume is that oh, I was in. Oh, I sorry. love um, this part. Yeah, no, but it was <laughs> posted it was... online. <laughs> I'll put it in the bio. So I, <laughs> dear listener, this episode contains Bailey reading off his resume. <laughs> listener discretion is advised. Uh, no, but I but. At, Panic Productions did a ver- version of 13 that was fen- phenomenal. And apparently Jason Robert Brown went to see it. Um, he hangs out in LA now and then he lives in New York. I've worked with him, quote unquote, real big. I did uh, Zoom meetings with him working on a thing where we were, uh, he was wanting to know what to do with all of this footage he had of him doing like dual pianos with Sondheim and <gasps> dual pianos with uh, like Ashman and like all these people from back in the day. And and he was doing it all up until COVID. So during COVID, he was like, I have all this footage, let's do something with it. So we were working on like, what does that look like? What could we do? Uh, we had a few Zoom meetings where we were just discussing what, what, what that was. And I won't get too in too deep into how we, I'll tell you off mic what I think about him. Uh, as a sure. person and collaborator, but I will say, I'll say it. Say it. Difficult. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, but beyond that, like a good dude and um, the word abusive comes to mind, but I'm not going to say that. It's, it's not that. It's he's <laughs> as the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills would say. That's a strong word. It's a strong word. <laughs> I don't. Maybe not that. He's he's interesting. I think he's he's a good dude though, and. His music is great. Mm. Like, there's really no denying that he makes it's earworms. His own thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But then uh, oh, he does okay. Bridges of Madison County. He does Honeymoon in Vegas, uh, the musical. And then he did Mr. Saturday Night, which was the um, other one that was up this year, Billy which Crystal. was the Billy Crystal one, which we didn't oh. need. But sure. Oh, oh. <clears throat> we, did, we didn't need it. We didn't, we didn't um, need I, I have to say, I, I don't, I'm not very familiar with his work. Okay. Um, and here's why you should go into Ship Blind. So when I read about the musical Bridges of Madison County, what they kept talking about is like, oh, there's all this like folk music and 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 country mm. music all infused. And I was like, no, it just sounds derivative to me. It just sounds like Sondheim light to me. Like there weren't sure. any songs in this that stood out to me. Now this is based strictly on this show because i'm 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 not well so yeah so let's pivot to this show because we're this is bridges of madison county not a good representation of jason robert brown okay Okay. but also like i would argue a lot of people are deriving off of him now like parade is pretty old at this point like early 90s so it's like it's like a lot of people are kind of doing him now but yes he is a sondheim student he's sort of he's sort of 
the next Jonathan Larson. He's sort of right. the, the next one, one to take of, on uh, that position. Protege, um, yeah, yeah. And I, he's, yeah. Anyway, we'll do, we'll cover Jason Robert Brown someday because I think you sh- it you should spend some time with him because there is some good stuff in there. But oh, yeah. he is a pop rock writer. Mm-hmm. So when when I agreed, Scott, I didn't really know this musical, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna get into it and listen to it. And I was expecting bluegrass, folk. I was expecting more banjos for sure. Banjos, man, <laughs> where are the banjos? And instead, just- I, I'm getting pop musical with like. A lot a twang, of and then like a woman singing in an Italian accent, but with a t- but with two of folk. Well, pop yeah, and that's what I was like, where's that? Like, where's that folk? Where's like Italian of that's folk there. music where, right. you know, they could have you know done some cooler stuff. I want I, with it. I, no, I'm sorry, I'm gonna cut you the fuck off, CJ, and I don't want to make listen. you break down or anything, but um, I do want to make you break down. Okay. Because I want to know what this is about before you say the next thing that you're going to say. I love you so much. I'm sorry that I did that. That was really, that was harsh. I, don't know, was harsh. I will never do Can it. Can we like just that do again. the fucking breakdown already? Loop it. CJ's breakdown. Francesca, an Italian immigrant, married her husband after World War II and moved home with him to Iowa. After years of marriage, two children, and husband imposed house whiffery. Francesca fulfills the dream she never knew she had. Which is? <laughs> Cucking her husband with a handsome artistic city boy for a long weekend while her entire family is out of town at the Illinois State Fair. <laughs> For H. I would have described this as the story of an adulteress who was given the American dream and <laughs> Fat in its face. I was Risking. giggling to myself while typing that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The American dream is to cuck your husband, though. Let's be clear. The American dream is cucking somebody. All John saying, Adams wrote it in his diary. If, if you reverse the genders, um, then it, it would If you reverse the genders, it's last five years. Correct. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Fair. I, fair. Or like... What's eating Gilbert Grape? I don't know. Like, I mean, like, it's one of those. Like, actually, that's not a good comparison. That's not the movie I was thinking of. But that's a good way to... Okay, but that's a good transition to talking about the movie for a second. Because here's the thing. There's this, like, string of 90s movies that are all the same movie to me, sort of. Uh Because I was a kid, right? So a lot of it to me, I was just like... And Fried Green Tomatoes, to me, is different because I grew up watching that and I, it's like one of my favorite books and movies. Sure. So that's a different, also, <laughs> Mary Louise Parker. So. Right. She's, yeah, we get it, Bailey. She's the best. Uh, but but before that, like, it, or outside of that, like, I, I would say Fried Green Tomatoes, What's Eating Gilbert Grape, Bridges of Madison County, A River Runs Through It. Like there's like this string of '90s films that, that all, all kind the, of are the, the same the movie. Same, yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. all just exist in the same world, and I'm sure there's ten more that I'm not thinking of. Yeah, English patient. The English patient. I was just about to say <laughs> the first fifteen minutes of the English patient. Back half of the Muppet. The back, great um, Muppet my favorite movie. You just said what my favorite movie would be. Um, but together, uh, that's you have to watch the first fifteen minutes of the English Patient and then start right in the middle of the Muppet Caper and watch it as if it's the same movie. Right. Yeah. That's why uh, that jokes. Uh, yeah. yes, it's great. It's great. Let's <laughs> do right. it sometime. Um, fine. I, I fine. I would posit that this movie is the uh, Fifty Shades of Grey of the nineties. 
Like, no. yes, it was because Fifty Shades, I bet every man in the 90s hated Bridges of Madison County. And it's kind of like this thirst story for housewives. And that's sure. what I, no, I Fifty what Shades saying. of Grey was. I'm my not saying they're the same. Sw- really? I mean, my All dad's right. a cuck, but he's. I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. Father. Dear Mr. Burcham, I am Bobby, ready to tune for you. <laughs> Bobby, you're not a cuck. I'm sorry. Uh, um, no, my dad's an amazing, <laughs> amazing man. Um, but I think I think it's <laughs> no. I think it's so funny because, like, yeah, obviously, if the if the genders were reversed, even in the '90s, like, it would have been seen as like a totally different thing. But it was like, it's a novel first, right? And the novel is. The novel, I don't think, uses the same framing device as the movie does with the kids. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? I don't remember the movie that well, but the movie uses that framing device where their kids are, or one of their kids. The opening scene are the kids coming to check out her will and stuff. Yeah, yes, yes, right. The musical doesn't do that at all. Right. And I'm pretty sure the book might have that but i don't i don't know for sure i think well, that the was play, a the musical Clint does end with well the kids grown up and, and all that but no there, there's, they there's, right, there's no framing device right and the right, kids don't so. ever really know like in the movie the kids find out in the first scene that their mother had an affair and right. she wanted to share it with them they never find out in the musical right yeah as far as as far as i could see i mean maybe they find out when the musical's over um the oh the other thing that that hit me about the movie too is it's the whole ideal idealization of 30 years in the past <laughs> this was in 95 yeah. and it's placed in 65 of course right um i also am confused why it's called the bridges of madison county when we only see one motherfucking bridge well they reference all the bridges it was the one he couldn't find <sighs> right there's seven the bridges one there's so one why he can't isn't find. it called the bridge of madison county well do you, there's so more you know that bridge. these are that these are real bridges yes yeah, this was an yes actual i know thing. i know it's okay. like lighthouses in wisconsin it's something that retired people that hate each other but they've been lighthouses for 30 in years wisconsin. like to go see there's Where's a lot of light yeah on the lake Yes. Those aren't lighthouses, yeah. baby. Door County. Those aren't lighthouses. My parents go there to see the lighthouses every year. No, Those aren't no lighthouses. Light- Those are giant penises. <laughs> They're giant penises. A lighthouse can only be on an ocean. Well, I need to talk to my parents, Ben. Well, have them call me. Should I'll call them right now. You know what? Let's, yeah, let's do we get them on the ringer? Marsha, I want to apologize. Get them on the Marcia... horn for me. <laughs> now, let's... So, okay. So, this, this show gets... Jason Robert Brown and Marsha Norman. It started out, it, it was approached, the first person that was approached was James Lapine. Lapine. Mm-hmm. I always say Lapine. Mm-hmm. I think it's Lapine. Uh, uh, director and... and Sondheim. Corey, yeah, yeah. Sondheim yeah, affiliate. Uh, he did Into, into the, the Woods, woods Sunday in the Park with George, all, all the it. things. Yeah. He's great. We love him. <laughs> Uh, but he was approached and he was like, no, I, I think I'm going to work on something else. And so he handed it over to Marsha Norman. Jason Robert Brown was sort of, uh, actually, the, excuse me. <laughs> Let me fix this. Real quick. <laughs> this is really what happened. Jason Robert Brown wanted to do something that was like near operatic. And mm-hmm. that was his original idea. It was like, I want to do something sort of operatics, less poppy, 
big and romantic epic musical style. Mm -hmm. So he went to James and James was like, I don't really want to work on a giant project like that right now, but why don't you go back to Marsha Norman? Y'all did really well with that trumpet in the swan thing. And he's like, awesome. So he goes to her and they do, they get together and they start looking for a story that they feel like can meet the epicness and the romanticness that mm -hmm. they are. Now, I don't think this show is either of those things besides that it's long, but it is, they, they decide on Bridges of Madison County and I guess they both really liked the movie. They both really liked the book, but they go back to the book to actually write this. They are basing it more on the book than the movie because the movie is very Eastwooded. I, Clint Eastwood I, very much puts his stamp on it. Yeah. Oh yeah, I definitely liked the musical's telling of it better than the movie, personally. Sh sure, I don't remember the movie that well. It's been yeah. I, I saw I it just a long watched time it like ago. a week ago. So what, yeah. what I do remember about the movie that I and I could be wrong in terms of my memory was I liked that the the family was downplayed so much. Yes, sure, like sure. They're, they're like like. It's still a two-hour flick, but it he gets he he allows it to to be intimate, and that's that's where the interesting thing was to me that never happens in the musical because sure. I got the dopey neighbors <laughs> next door looking in like <laughs> yeah. like you know looking in on it that it's like this distraction so that I I I I really enjoy those scenes and those moments between those two main characters a lot actually you know I was kind of like oh. It's it's subtle. It's quiet. It's not over the top. And then doop de doop de doo. Like look at our trucks. Yeah. And look at her. And I was like, oh, little I comic know. relief. Yeah, I didn't need it. Didn't need yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I think the thing I like about the musical, which this is ultimately going to go into my thesis about Marsha Norman, mm. is um, there's just a little bit more depth to the female characters in it. The daughter's got like some scenes with the mom and you learn a little bit more with her. Oh, okay. And there's just a there. little bit, there's just a little bit more to Francesca in the musical than there is in the movie, in my opinion. Fair I enough. I think that's true. I agree with that. And Meryl is, is great. Obviously. I've never noticed that she acts with her hands a lot. Oh, They're does. in like every shot. Yeah. Her hands. I've never noticed that about her before. We love her and her acting tics. Can, yeah. Can I digress ever so quickly on the mention of the Meryl Streep thing? This movie kept making me think about Out of Africa. Have you guys ever watched Out of Africa with her? <laughs> yeah, that's and, another mm -hmm. one of those 90s. It's another, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it, 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 it enraged me at the time because it uh, it beat out Color Purple for Best Picture, and it's right. just boring. But there are moments of sexiness, and it's exquisite also, in its shooting, but uh, mm, she's also in that. Alma Obama, who I worked for for a little bit, uh, sister of, of Barack, uh, that's, that's based on a real woman. Out of Africa is based on a yes. real oh, woman yes, who went to yes. Africa and did a bunch of work. They do not like her there. Oh. oh no no no! She she was a farm owner. Her husband owned the farm, and she moved to run the farm in Africa. Right. And no no, it, she was I believe Danish, yeah. Danish or Dutch. There are places. There's like a whole like city named after her, and like places named after mm -hmm. her, and all this stuff. But the people there are like, no, we, we don't. No like no her. no yeah <laughs> yeah. 
so, yeah, no, it was white imperialism, white colonialism. Yeah, uh, and that, that's yeah. the movie that beat out Color Purple. No big deal, no big deal, no big deal. No big deal. <laughs> Academy is, has never done anything wrong. It's fine. No. <laughs> uh, what else? Is that the digression? Cause I'm I, sorry. I, yeah, I, I just I, I, need, I needed to bring up Out of Africa. There right. is a really sexy scene in it where uh, Robert Redford washes Meryl Streep's hair. Uh, that I remember li- listening to like my mom and and the ladies get excited about back in the day. Like he washed her hair. Like, oh, you oh. get to see her boobies in Bridges of Madison County. No, sure. Love a good Meryl boob. <laughs> good Meryl boob. I'm There's sorry. A few Meryl boobs. Meryl Only a few. He has nice boobs. I mean, maybe it's a body double, but whosoever boobs they are, they're nice. Nice Sophie's work. Sophie's choice. Oh, and um, of course. Mamma Mia, here we go again. And into the woods where she exposed herself. Right, right, twice. <laughs> with Johnny Depp. Uh, so the musical played, uh, it started out with the Williamstown Theater Festival. Mm-hmm. And it was originally announced to have Kelly O'Hara in it, but she didn't end up getting to do it because her second child ended up coming along. Fucking kids. So Elena Shadow took over. Uh, but then on Broadway... It goes to the Schoenfeld, and it previews in the in January 2014, and opens in February 2014, closes in May 2014 after 137 performances, but it had Hunter Foster as mm. Bud, hmm. who I like a lot. Hunter Foster's great, uh, and Derek Kalina as Michael. Uh, Derek Kalina was the original lead in male lead in Dogfight, which is a oh. which is a actually very good Pasek and Paul musical. Uh and his little brother, Dylan Kleena, played that role when I produced Dogfight at the Malibu Playhouse. Oh. So that was kind of fun. Um and Hunter Foster is we should like fucking cover Hunter Foster foster mm-hmm. as like a, i would love a, it because he's also a playwright and a fucking uh librettist and a, cool. a he's incredible but he was the original bobby strong in urine town mm. he did the uh the actual broadway run of of as seymour in little shop mm. he um uh, he was leo bloom in the producers he's just like kiss of the spider woman mm. um all the those very yeah, exciting things. yeah anyway. Uh, he does a lot of stuff at La Jolla too, which is cool. Yeah, that's yeah. That's and cool. then Kelly O'Hara and which, all the Roger or Hammer the the thing we did. Rogers and Hammerstein. <laughs> yes, well, she was in right. all of the the remounts of. Everything. She does all those Lincoln Center revivals. Yeah, yeah which yeah, are yeah. great. I mean, she, she was oh, in yeah. the soundtrack that I listened to anyway. She did the Carousel, which you know we have our feelings on Carousel, but she's great in that soundtrack. And then the um the South Pacific. Lincoln Center soundtrack is the one I go to. That's mm-hmm. that's like a really solid, Oh, she's like, got she's an amazing voice. There's no doubt about it. We love Kelly O'Hara. She has performed at Music Theater Wichita a good amount. Like a long oh, yeah? time ago before she was a Broadway gal. Um, cuz she came out of I want to say Oklahoma City University. She mm. and she and um uh they have a phenomenal musical theater program and I've heard that. she and and also dance program and she and uh, Kristen Chenoweth came out of there together. Oh, right that, on. That sounds right about on. right. Yeah, <laughs> Chenoweth I think was older, but but they they uh, they were around. They the both same were time. part of the the, pro- yeah. the program. 
Yeah, anyway, so Bridges, it does a Broadway thing. It gets a bunch of later productions. I see it get put up now and then, especially by smaller theaters. We found a production that was uh, was was okay. It, I looked at it. I did a little research. It was the Utah Repertory Theater, which is now closed. Utah Rep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right well, on. then we can be honest about it. It was not great. <laughs> well, my the thing that killed me was anytime they would zoom out, I was like, is there no storage backstage? Because I felt like every single set piece they had was on stage at all times. Yeah. And they had a lot of flats and doors and... They the truck. I was like, I don't need the truck that rolls in with the wheel in front. I didn't no, need it. No. <laughs> I didn't need it. Yeah, no, it was a little, a little too literal. Literal, yeah. you know. Pretty literal. I mean, really, I think that you need two things. You need a table, chairs, and a bed. And some, some cubes. And cubes. Cubes. You can take six cubes your, to your make cube a bed. Wor- <laughs> your cube work was really good in that show. <laughs> oh, and Stephen Pascal. Uh, Pasquale is was the was the robert character okay um i looked up in the comments he's also a lawyer is what it said that's true he's a local lawyer but he's also an actor he was i remember him on six feet under but he it was only like a couple of he was just a love interest for a little while for michael c hall okay and then then, he was on star trek discovery correct was he was he the doctor Let me look him up. Not Discovery Voyager. What? Am I wrong? Yeah, no, it's... I'm wrong. No, you're thinking of um, you're, the Doctor from Voyager. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, his name is similar. It's wait, okay. Yeah, hold you'll on. For, you'll forgive me when you hear the name. Who's also he also does a lot of theater. That's why it popped into my head. Yes. Uh, first of all, his name is um. Robert Picardo. So oh. we're, you're way off. It's okay. No, um, I was thinking I was pretty close. Great. You're right. You're both pretty. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, wow. I'm like going down a like wiki, uh, Star Trek Voyager wiki now. Sorry. Like, sorry. Digressions. Uh, uh, <laughs> Let me do this. I want to yeah. just slip something in there Bort. real quick that See I that. kept thinking when watching the movie as well as listening to the musical. It's got some deep Neil Simon same time next year vibes for me. Do y'all know that play? <laughs> yeah, I, know what you're I don't. About. I know I what worked, you're talking about. I, get they, you. I worked on it in college, which is the only reason why I know it. It's about this couple that they meet ran. Well, it's, it's these strangers that meet randomly and they have an affair for like one night. And then for the rest of their lives, they meet the same time every year and they're both married with children and the play trips through their relationship. Until like yeah, they're both it, it's, old. It's actually it's it's it's, it's one good... of it was an underrated Neil Simon. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it's um, an underrated it's a... Neil Simon. Let's <laughs> <laughs> uh, do Neil Simon next time. We've done Neil Simon. We'll just do never again. post it. Um, <laughs> we did a tryout one time, y'all listeners. We did a try. Oh, I've said this before, but in case you're new here, we did a tryout one time before we ever recorded a single episode where we were like, let's just see if this is a podcast worth doing. And we recorded like two hours of us talking about Neil Simon and it's like really shit quality. And we were like, well, we can never post this, but it's a good podcast. We can do it. We were just Um, trying to get our sea legs. We were learning, but maybe we'll do Neil Simon. Maybe that's, that'll start out season four. That's an easy one we can do since we've each read 50,000 of his plays at this point. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So what did y'all think of the 
the book? Um, I mean, I I don't know. That's what she, we're here to talk about. Martha. I went and I glanced a little bit at passages from the book. I think I vaguely remember reading it back in the nineties, um, but it's all muddled with my memory of the movie as well. I just don't know what she did, especially. I think CJ may have hit it on the head, and of course, I it was I was oblivious to it, but maybe gave her a little bit more depth and a little bit more time um, than the movie did. And I think that's cool. Um, and even the weird next door neighbor. I mean, like, I know that 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 whole gimmick bugged you, but like, I yeah. the character I missed the most from the musical from the movie was the shamed woman in the town, Lucy, who had had an affair and now everyone was oh, like, Johnny and her and then they become friends in the end and i i i loved that part of the movie and it's not even a part of the musical yeah um which was probably a clean clint eastwoodism right i i bet it's not in the book oh what women are whores well no 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 (laughs) well if the shoe fits uh no he would have one (laughs) wow wow flipping my mic off (laughs) it's true I'm as slutty as slutty can be. Um, Slat. Slat. (laughs) Um, But no, I I didn't, um, I I didn't hate it. I just didn't quite know what she did because he did all the lyrics too. Like she just wrote the scenes, which I thought were all fine, but your emotional moments are the songs. So basically the scenes are just getting information and setting up the songs. So I thought it was fine. Um, it all like it was does effective the thing, and efficient, but it feels a bit like she was tied, she was chained to a desk and told she had to write a musical, right? Like there's mm. no, oh, I get that passion for sure. here. Yeah, it's it just also, feels like the story told, and then like and it's the, like it's and just, then if he's gonna say like operatic, I'm like, okay, well, where's that in the text or the music? Like that's not there. Like I don't. Yeah feel that at all you just wanted to write a musical that was based on a long movie yeah well i I, go ahead siege i i feel like too and i there's no not that there has to be but i'm trying to think maybe there's there's no like bad guy quote unquote in the musical everyone is very even-handed her husband is very sweet to her and they're affectionate with each other and all this stuff whereas with the i don't know with the movie her husband's more standoffish and you can see that she's like really missing something and I don't know. I just feel like the musical's like everyone in this musical is a great person. <laughs> right. You know, um Yeah, I get exactly what you're saying. The, the the you know, which is kind of an interesting thing. Like I think I want to like all of this more. Mm-hmm. The book right. more, the movie more and the musical more because I like the the subtlety of it. Like I, I'm. I made a joke earlier about you know th- this is the story of you know a foreigner using a man to get her citizenship <laughs> and then cheating Christ. on like, it, but it, it <laughs> that's horrible. That's horrible. But it, um, but it's it is a lovely idea for a story. I just don't know if it ever really works. Well. The cynic in me too is like you don't meet someone in a weekend, fuck, and then be in love for the rest of your life. Like right. hell, you don't. <laughs> I, it's just very idealistic. No, no, it, it, it yeah, this is. whole whole thing takes place in four days. Yes. Yes, and it, then you jump to the. It was supposed to be three days, but 
but then they the, they win the fucking but the 4-H thing, and they're like, down. okay, the steer, a <laughs> fourth day. I got another day. <laughs> and then they're just never together again. It's all over. It's like, okay, well, that was just like a story about four days in your life. Like, you'll forget about that. But they don't. They die thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and then they had a scene in both the movie and the musical where she's like, I bet you do this all the time. You travel around and you meet someone and you have this romantic thing and then you leave. And he's like, well, I do. And I'm like, yes, he does. Yeah. They all do, Francesca. Oh, here we go. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, but, I mean, why wouldn't he though? No, like, I know, I know. Like it's, uh, I know. There, there is a musical that I love that was one of the victims. That's a horrible way to put it. It was one of the things that didn't do well because of nine eleven, uh, and oh. on Broadway. Yeah, I shouldn't. Sorry. Um, never forget. Never forget. <laughs> but <laughs> it was one of the victims of 9 11. Um, it was 21 years ago. It's fine. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. I, I, You know, it, it, it was a musical called The Spitfire Grill. Oh, yeah. I, I vaguely like heard of it. Yeah. There's a movie from There's the early movie. 90s, and it's like Marsha Gay Harden and like some other people, but they, they made a musical out of it, and it just. It came out like September 2001. Like it, like it just got <laughs> shit all over and closed right away. But I did it in college, uh-huh. and it is like true folk bluegrass country musical, yeah, Ooh. and really good. And about a small town and the problems with with what that means and like when a newcomer comes in and she she uh, just got out of jail and she moves into this small town. And the sheriff sort of is like, all right, I'll put you up here, like while you're, you're trying to get your, you know, legs back and whatever. And she gets this job at the Spitfire Grill, and then she has this idea to do like a writing contest where people write in uh, what they would do with this grill, this like dying grill, because they're like the old woman who runs it is like, I can't, can't take care of it anymore. I need to find somebody to come run it. And they're like, okay, well let's do this writing competition and people start from all over, start sending in these letters and it becomes this play about them, like reading these letters and trying to decide who is going to take over the Spitfire grill. And it is great. I love this musical. I, I will stand up for it forever. They also did it um, at Wichita state when I was back there uh, and uh, Rachel Bertram was in it. Um, and it, and I had been in it a couple years before at, uh, in Kansas City, and it's just a show that's so easy to do for small theaters, but I think mm-hmm. big theaters would do well with it. Right, because you and, could really pay for the talent that it yeah. would take to do that. Yeah, Yes, and it's you a know. small cast. It's, I think it's seven people, it's t- six it's people. Small. It's a tight thing, and then the, you're, you're, the, the one time I've seen it, yeah. It was like a five person band. So it was like 12 people on stage. That's how we oh, did. I love yeah. a small piece yeah. band. And it's it, so and, good and, and, and humble and intimate. Yeah. And I, and I love that. I think that's what I really wanted. And there were <laughs> moments in the musical and, and, and in the songs that I was like, Oh, this is a lovely moment, but they were right. a series of lovely moments that didn't, add up to me for me emotionally so right at the end i'm like uh okay but like spitfire i just told you the premise is like kind of a simple like silly premise in Mm -hmm. a lot of ways Mm -hmm. right but like the way it is but the way that it uses it and the way that it employs the music and the emotionality of of 
what they are dealing with in their circumstance, it's fucking it works and it takes you on an emotional journey. This didn't take me on really any emotional journey except like judgment of different people at different times. Sure. Like I'm on different people's mm-hmm. sides. I'm judging someone at a different, about something, I'm judging her a little bit at different times. I'm judging him a little bit. You know, there's always just yeah. like, I guess I'm on her side now. I guess I'm more on the daughter's side right now. Like, I don't know mm-hmm, how I feel mm-hmm. about anybody right now. That's more of like what the, the thing is. And it's like two and a half hours. So by the end, I'm kind of just like, Oh, I don't I don't know what I got from that. And I think people might find romanticism in it, but like Violet is a better version of this. Mm-hmm. Spitfire Grill is a better version of this. Once is a better version of this. Like mm-hmm. there are just so many of those like even like Billy Elliot, things that aren't American that are like about small town come like come coal mining away. town people. Come, come from away. Yeah. Um, that, but yeah, I think once, once, all this oh, stuff man. better than she yeah. does here. Yeah, I think that's where we're all kind of landing. Like, hey, there's 19 shows that are kind of like this that are better. Yeah. The end of this musical reminded me, especially watching it on YouTube, reminded me of um, a couple weeks ago I got together with an old friend, Bart, and we did the extended version of The Lord of the Rings complete watch through. Yeah. And the end of Return of the King, it's like they have a scene and it's like the end. Oh, no. No, uh, yeah, and, uh, and the end. Oh, no. Oh. No, I <laughs> yes, agree with you. I, no. I, I, yes, I but I've said this on the podcast before because I think we've made that we've made that uh, that joke before. I, I I think Return of the King has to have 20 endings. I, I love it. And the extended version <laughs> has to have 24 endings. Right. And it's and I'm like, yeah, yes, I need to know exactly what yes. happened at the end of every single one of these stories. Like, and yes, I do need the mouth of Sauron scene. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you. Yes. Okay. No, I love it. I'm, like, I'm... <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? But like, but with this one, you're right. Like there was there there was just a bit of a point. And there's there tends to be that, I think, with with epic stories country uh-huh. stories where i'm by the end i'm like i don't I care can't anymore. sit for one more song i can't <laughs> I sit anymore. for one more verse or one more yeah. chorus i'm done thank you well and the the trick was that that just fails miserably is that he's got his song then he dies yeah then she comes out and she has her song and then she probably dies and that needed to be the two of them singing somehow like we've already seen the husband singing from the dead in his song. Like but don't you get it, Scott? They're separated and they work forever. They're now they can get separated. together and fuck because her husband's dead. That's what I was yeah. hoping for. Well, well, yeah, in their seventies. Well, sure. Well, why yeah. Not? Why the fuck not? All right. Okay. And it is an Iowa seventies, which means like ninety-five. Oof. Yeah. Dear dear friend of the dear friend of the pod, Casper who has been on multiple miniseries mm. for us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we have met many times to discuss and work on and write a Fried Green Tomatoes musical. Ooh. Oh. And the book is pretty much done. The cool. lyrics are not, and, and the music has not even been touched yet. But we know we can never do it because the rights are super tied up because Uh someone tried to write a musical uh, a long time ago and then it like failed before it even got to its first preview in Chicago. And then there was a, uh, and then there was one, 
or no, and then now there's um, a TV show that might be going on Amazon Prime and all this. So we're like, okay, well, we'll never get to actually make this thing, but we're writing it as more of an exercise. And we, that's one of the things that the ending, especially, but in general, is like you can tell an epic story and, and, and not exceed two hours. Mm-hmm. You sure. can do an yeah. hour first act and an hour second act and still tell an epic story as long as you, you employ in theatricality. And you and you allow the music to tell the stories too, and not just have it be step out and think monologues, sure. which is what a lot of this musical is. Mm-hmm. Is like I'm gonna tell you how I feel now, and I'm like, oh, I don't yeah. care. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, um, you're absolutely right. That I I don't like this musical. I thought I was gonna really like this musical, and I listened to the the Kelly O'Hara soundtrack a lot, and she's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but like I don't care. I don't know. I don't care. Yeah. I I think. I like I liked it. It's not my favorite thing I've heard in a while. I love Jason Robert Brown stuff so much because I played piano for seven years and no matter how much I practice, I could never get any good at it. So anytime someone can play the piano well or where it features in music, I love it. I love sure. his instrumentation. I also I love a violin and anything and that's his the violins and pianos. Yeah, you know, it's classic. It just sounds pretty. I mean, I but yeah, this isn't like my favorite thing I've heard in a while. It's definitely not my favorite Jason Robert Brown. Yeah, Scott, I want to show you some other Jason Robert Brown. I think you would really dig Parade. Yeah, I'm kind of familiar with Parade, but I, I don't know that I know it. But yeah, I'm I'm totally down. I'm not I'm not passing judgment yeah. on him when, totally based on this. When y'all have five minutes and you want to giggle, look up the Catherine Zeta Jones. Tony performance of Where Are the Clowns in Parade. Okay. When I was a freshman in college, we used to put that on and laugh. It's a very <laughs> overwrought, ridiculous performance. Oh, I know what you're fun. talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything else y'all want to say about Bridges before we get out of here? No, it's, it's more of a myth. close out on Norman, too. Yeah, yeah, I have a final thing to say on Norman. Let's hear it. I just like I said with Bridges of Madison County, I think she was coming from a place and definitely a time where she was like, I want to tell women's stories. I want the stories to be about women or like in this, it's I want I want to give Francesca and her daughter more of a voice. Yeah. And I appreciate that about her. Are there people that have done it way better since? Yes. But I do appreciate what Marsha is trying to do here. Sure. Word. Scott, final yeah. sh- thought on, on Norman or Bridges? Yeah, same. Um, I think that she's um, an important figure in, a, in, in certainly the latter half of 20th century, early 21st century um, theater in America. And I just don't think she's especially dynamic. But clearly the reaction, uh, and I, th- I think that uh, just getting a sense of, of reading stuff about her, that her as a teacher, as a mentor to people, might end up being her greater legacy uh, than the plays themselves. But um, mm-hmm. but no hate, no hate. Like, yeah. you know, we know her name. She succeeded as a playwright <laughs> in, in She's America. She's making more money at it than I am. Way more than us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I... Anyone who has had any play produced at all, I respect. I think that mm-hmm. shit's hard to do. I've just had my first play ever produced, and it's happening right now, and I it's insane. It feels so weird to sit in that audience. It feels so weird to hear your words out loud. It feels so weird to hear all the things you wish you could change. And like it's and, and sure. so it's it's a hard thing, but she 
is definitely one of the greats. I was being facetious at the beginning. I think she does like rank amongst the people that are worth talking about. Does sure. will she stand up? Will she ever make my top ten list? No. It, you know, will any of these plays make my top top ten list? No. But she has interesting things to say. I do think your take, Scott, on Night Mother, that it's a transition play. It's about two people in a transition in a moment where two totally separate paths have just taken place, and you're and you're going to see one move on and one end. And I like that better as a take. That that mm-hmm. bumps it to a six point five out of ten for me. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did read that. I just want to read this super quickly because it, there's this book that's very important to me. It's called Myths About Suicide. Mm-hmm. It's by Thomas Joyner. And uh, it's it's just a, a quick quote, but it's interesting. It was sort of what I was talking about where I just think the play, Nightmother focuses a little bit too much on the why she's killing herself. And I guess that's the question the mother would be asking. Sure. Mm-hmm. But it focuses it on it so hard that I... I think that's why it disconnected for me. So I'm just going to read this really quickly if you don't mind. Is that okay? No, not at all. And then we'll end it with happiness. We need to get it in our heads that suicide is not easy, painless, cowardly, selfish, vengeful, self-masterful, or rash. That it is not caused by breast augmentation, medicines, slow methods like smoking or anorexia, or as some psychoanalysts thought, things like masturbation. That is partly genetic and influenced. It is partly genetic and influenced by mental disorders, themselves often agonizing, and that it is preventable and treatable. And once we get all of that in our heads at last, we need to let it lead our hearts. Mm -hmm. And I think the play wants to say that. And because of the time, I don't know that it can. And therefore, it doesn't. I think it's, I, I mean, mm. not to get too dark, but it just reminds me of any time some big tragedy happens, like a shooting or something, the first thing people want to know is why did they do it? And I feel yeah. like that play was also, it's it's it, it's trying to be upfront about the question that everybody immediately asks when a tragedy like that happens. Of course. Yeah. And I think it's like, fine, let's have a frank conversation about it then. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so those are that's Marsha Norman, y'all. We this was fun. I'm glad we got to do this. Yeah, let's no, rank these plays. Let's, yeah, let's rank the three of these. Let's get out of here. I know you got to get out of here really quick. So let's yeah, let's go no, for no, it. No uh, insert that fucking stinger right the fuck here. Bailey loves ranking shit. All right, my rankings: number three, Circus Valentine. Mm. Number two, Bridges of Madison County. Number three, Night Mother. Siege. Number three, Circus Valentine. Number two, Bridges of Madison County. Number one, Night Mother. I think I, think I said three, two, three. Number you one did. is Night Mother for yeah. me. Yeah, right. go ahead, Scott. Uh, well. <laughs> well. <laughs> no, I have to be honest and, and say the exact same thing. Circus Valentine, yeah. Bridges of Madison County, Night Mother. I was going to try and be provocative, but there's really no. Put Circus Valentine first. Uh, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, there's there's no you way. You guys just the... don't get it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, there's a debate, I guess, between Night Mother and Bridges if you just really loved Bridges and you took sure. something from it. But Night Mother has a fucking Pulitzer. It's, it's a, I've seen a thousand scenes from it, and I'm always moved, like, even when it's bad. So, uh, Night Mother. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's her oh, best yeah. play, I think. So mm-hmm. that we uh, found, at least. I'd love to finish uh, getting out that first play of hers. but uh, Yeah, I got like 20 pages left in it right now. 
Well, the fact that you haven't just finished it in one sitting as every play should be read means it's probably not great. But that's okay. Uh, no, I just haven't fucking had time. Yeah. It's fine. Do you have time to tell me your dream roles? Yes. Sir Stinger. Oh, sorry. Say yes again. Yes. Dream roles. Uh, dream roles. I mean, I'm down for either of the roles in Night Mother. They're both very cool roles, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Scant. Mama, I kind of want to play Mama, <laughs> Night Mother. Yeah, I, I mean, I, do a I drag don't, show I, of Night Mother. You I and Anne Bancroft are basically the same. Type. Yeah, I don't mean to be perverse about it, but it's a it it, it is a really interesting character and a hard because it's a character that's in denial. Yeah, uh, in yeah. Denial why couldn't it be a their, dad? You know, um. So, um, but yeah, I, there's nothing from Circus Valentine I'd want to do, and um, Bridges, no. So yeah, <laughs> Mama. I think it I just because I like singing Jason Robert Brown like it would be fun to maybe do a production of Bridges but I don't there's no part that calls to me I don't really care for it enough to like I would never audition for it actively if someone called me and was like you have to go in uh, tomorrow night uh, Bridges the Madison County I'd be like oh that'd be fun can I choose my role and they'd be like no obviously you can't this one guy got covid and you have to cover for him and I'd be like mm, okay we'll see what happens I guess <laughs> I, it sounds like a fun, every once in a while musicals pop up that I'm like, I bet it's fun to be in the ensemble for that. And they just, it's it's some fun songs and some fun group numbers in there. So totally. that would be a fun yeah, ensemble yeah, yeah. piece. Okay, insert the fucking spitlet. LA Spotlight. LA Spotlight. What, what, what do you got? What do you got? All right, so by the time you hear this, you will have one more opportunity to see three guys, one group on, wow. written by our very own Jay Bailey Burcham, starring our very own C.J. Marin, Merman, and produced by yours truly. Uh, Saturday, um, 6.25, June 25th, at 6.30 p.m. is the final performance for our friends of this podcast. If you go to hollywoodfringe.org to get your tickets and use discount code GROUPON with a capital G, you'll save $5. It's a $10 show. It'll be a $10 show. So go see it. It's, we are getting rave reviews. I'm so proud of you guys and for all the work that you've done. And um, I love it. Your three co-stars are insane, CJ. Amanda Blake Davis, Lee Wolf, and Rebecca Larson, who also directed... It's everybody walks out of there with a fucking smile on their face and shaken up. Brian Krasner, friend of the pod, roommate of yours truly, literally had tears dripping down his cheeks as he walked out of that theater. So come and check it out. I'm going to have to be fucking sedated when that show's over. I'm going to be so sad. Um, Uh, uh, When this comes out, you'll have one more chance to see Let's Get Silly on Sunday, the 26th at 1230. It's a 40 minute show and it's so much fucking fun. So come out and see it. It's really a blast. Like it's cathartic, physically awesome. Yeah, I haven't gone yet. I'm super pumped. Uh, I'm bringing friend friend Jackie, who y'all have met. Do you remember Jackie from Boston? Yeah. Yes. She came to Killers like a long time yes, ago. And we I, all yes, like hit it yeah. off and like kicked it and she's super cool. She's coming back into town to see three guys. Oh, uh, great. So she'll get to see that. We're going to go to Let's Get Silly. We're going to go to see Most Likely 2, which is Pam's show. Yeah. Uh, it's a cabaret with 90s and, and early aughts songs. And it's I'm very nostalgic and fun. Uh, it, it's very fun. It's uh, uh, directed by Victor Isaac, another friend of the, the pod. And it has tons of, of people in it who we're, we're close friends with uh, who are all very talented singers and it's just it's just songs loosely tied together with pam's dark humor and jokes and it's (laughs) it's very funny um 
But yeah, so come see that. Uh, I, some other things. Go see Dog at yes. Fringe. Go see. Mm-hmm. Uh, we liked Queen of Fishtown. We liked uh, uh, Nora Nyatt. Nora Nyatt was yes. Con was was fantastic. A, yep. a one woman show. Uh, the Forgotten terrible Spy yes. that you can check out. What was a terrible show? A terrible show for terrible people. Oh, oh yeah, oh, Bonnie yeah. He. Just, She's so great. Oh, my a terrible God. show for it's terrible people. Great. Uh, I'm seeing a bunch this weekend. I. I hate to say it like this, but I'm 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 not saying it in a bad way, but I'm not. I dare everyone to go see the show. Cam. <laughs> this title always point, catches my point, eyes. It's like a it's c c c c a a a a m m m m m m p p p p with like a thousand exclamation points, and it's like thirty minutes of immersive, like two really awkward. Uh, camp counselors trying to get you to play games with them. <laughs> I love it. So it's love both it. it's both purposefully awkward and just awkward on its own, and I think everyone should go check it out. Oh um, my god, that sounds like so much fun. It's batshit. Uh, also, I went to the family-friendly one, and there were kids there, and the kids took <gasps> over, and it was hardcore. Okay, oh. thank you for joining us for part three and the end of... Oh, come see Uncle Vanya at the Playhouse. It's still. Oh yeah. Oh, and I'm going to see Our Country's Good as well. Oh right, Our Country's Good. Oh my god, Um, I got my ticket. And uh, uh, Hugo Armstrong, who is a Sacred Fools member, is playing Vanya. So I uh, saw him in all the publicity. He and I connected today, and this is like we had only met a couple times, but at the Playhouse. And I walked up, and I went, I went, hey Hugo, and he goes, oh, hey, and I was like, oh, it's Bailey, and he goes, yeah, from Sacred Fools. And I went, no, from here. Yes, I am sacred fool, but I, I, I know, I know you're from here. And he was like, right, but you look like you're a sacred fool. And I was like, oh, what does that mean? He's like, I don't know, it's a vibe. And I was like, okay, cool. But then we were trying to figure out why he knew me from sacred fool. I don't know what it would be. Maybe just from three guys postings. I don't know. We'll figure it out someday. Uh, thanks for yeah. joining us for part three, Marsha Norman. It's all over. Uh, <laughs> next week. We will be doing our – oh, look out for our Fringe Blasts. We have a few yeah. more coming yeah, out. Uh, we did half yeah. of opening night has been dropped for a week. There's going to be an- – or longer than a week. There's another one that will be dropped a few days before this has dropped. And there's uh, uh, probably a bunch more coming out. We'll get some more interviews. Where If you have a Fringe show, please reach out to us. Thank you for joining us. I don't know why I'm still talking. Oh, because – because – because Oscar Wilde. Because – Important because – because well, of the we're wonderful doing. things he does. Oscar <laughs> Wilde, <laughs> the importance of being podcast, is our next coverage. Uh, but next week, we are also doing Peter Pan Live. It's <laughs> stuff. I can't wait. Starring Christopher Walken and Allison Williams. It's better than you think. It's better than you think. It's got to be better than fucking Sound of Music with Swiss Mess. Um, oh. Questions? Comments? Uh, <laughs> conflicts? Conflicts? Compliments? Conundrums? Conundrums? Riddles. You can email us or reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Scott, you're next. Thank you, CJ. I'll take that ball and I'm going to run with it. I want to give a big <laughs> shout out to Ryan Thomas Johnson. Who, he writes our theme song. Yeah. And our theme song is better than your theme song. It's true. You suck it. He also writes all of our stingers. He's an amazing, wonderful, giving human being. We love him. Also, a big shout out to Pamela Quinn, who wrote our special Marsha Norman-centric song, which you are about to hear and it's beautiful and lovely it's lovely um and uh pam's doing a show at fringe check it out thank her for everything and finally to the great pulitzer prize winning playwright annie baker who writes every single one of our episodes and hey, she Scott. does yeah uh, i was just i was thinking maybe um we should 
Bailey. You should tell her Bailey. that. What? Bailey. <laughs> What's up? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Scott. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, who writes every single one of our episodes, and she doesn't even know it. And one day, Annie Baker, we're going to buy you a beer. It's true. Subscribe, rate, review. Fuck you, Tom. And Matt, remember that mouths and butts are always the same, no matter where <laughs> they are. I think that the uh, phrase originated with Shakespeare. I'm just saying. It was, yes. Well, it was... Marlo. It was both a mouth and a <laughs> butt. Technically, it was Marlowe. It was Lord Devere, actually. Was it Devere? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, we'll see y'all later. Bye. Now, why you want to try to classify the type of thing we do? We're just fine doing what we like. Can we say the same for you? Tired of feeling all around me in my city. Worry about yours because I'm in your mind and people can't you see? It doesn't matter but the car I drive or the ice around my neck. All that matters that you recognize that it's just about respect. Doesn't matter but the clothes <laughs> I wear or where I go and why. All that matters is that you get hype and we take it to you every time. Come on. Dirty pop. <laughs> Later, everybody. It's okay to cry, little girl, you're too young to know why, little girl, you don't have to die, it's not your fault, little the sky little girl you just have to try little girl you don't have to die it's not your fault